everyone, and welcome to another episode of Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And today, we are doing some more hypotheticals, and we are diving deep into what college football playoffs would have looked like last year if it had been a 16-team playoff instead of just the four. So, um, we've essentially just arranged it like um, a March Madness bracket with the one playing the 16, the two playing the 15, and so on. Um, and then we'll go through, simulate each of the games with our um, our special app that we have, um, and just give some commentary on that, much like our March Madness episode. And also note, these are not the final rankings from the college football season. These are the rankings whenever the four playoff teams were announced. We The only reason we did that was because that would show the 16 playoff teams, and that would take into account the other bowl games that they played. Uh, yeah. Also, I do want to note that this, like, the reason why we're doing an expanded college football playoffs is not just because we randomly feel like it. If I'm not mistaken, this is actually a, a you know big rumor regarding college football that they'd expand. Obviously, we don't know if it'd be to 16 or to 8, but this isn't just, you know, something we randomly decided to do. Right. Okay, so shall we go straight in with, what, the one and the 16? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so at the one, we have LSU, um, and the 16, we have the Iowa Hawkeyes. I think we would all be very surprised if LSU lost. Um, I mean, number one total offense in LSU compared to Iowa's number 87 total offense. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm, I'm thinking LSU should win this one, so I would be shocked if they didn't. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. I, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU did. I mean, Iowa's a good team. I got respect for them, but LSU's just, you know, they're another level. And they did win the actual national championship this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they did it in this, too. Yep. Uh, all right. We got a close one. We got a three-point game. 37-34. LSU gets it done. But a little bit of a scare in the first, you know, first matchup for LSU. I definitely did not see that coming them, like, barely beating Iowa. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking at these stats, and I really can't tell what what, what went wrong for LSU. Edwards Ehler had 122 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had 145. And Joe Burrow had 360 with two touchdowns and no picks. The pro- right. It's probably the defense of them. Yeah, but I'm still looking at this, and Nate Stanley only threw for 268 with a touchdown interception, and their highest rusher was 60 yards. Huh. Interesting. I really can't tell what, what went wrong here. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know. That's weird. One of the bizarre anomalies known only to college football. That is true. Uh, yeah, you got a point there. All right, so where do we want to move to next? Two and fifteen, or the two and the fifteen, or we can go in whatever order. It's it's no big. Uh, yeah, let's just let's do two and fifteen. Sure. 
um, we've got Ohio State and Notre Dame. Now, again, I feel like this actually could be a close game. I, I do see Ohio State pulling this one out still, but I, I think it could be a close game. I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of, as a Michigan State fan, I really hate Ohio State. But I looked at the team this year, and the team is absolutely. I mean, one of the scariest Ohio State teams I think I've seen when it comes to completeness. I mean, Justin Fields is a Heisman candidate. Why am I forgetting the name of the running back? J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins was. I mean, he was phenomenal this year. Uh, the wide receiving core is a little it's not up to par with you know LSU and Alabama but it's still decent and then the defensive side of the ball you have two top five projected picks in Chase Young and Jeff Okuda and the defense around them is still you know Ohio State defense I think Ohio State you know it's pretty easy for them to get this one yeah, I mean, I definitely think Ohio State wins this one. Um, I mean, for all the reasons that you mentioned, Jr. I mean, we're also talking about a team that went undefeated playing teams like Wisconsin, um, Penn State, Michigan, um, Michigan State, and, of course, all of the other uh, – well, not all, but a lot of other Big Ten schools um, – and their only real loss, it, I mean, it comes in the, the college playoffs when they lose to Clemson by six points. Um, meanwhile, Notre Dame got killed by Michigan when Florida, uh, Florida, where did that even come from? Um, Notre Dame was eight and Michigan was 19, I believe. And I believe Michigan won by 31 points. Um, so, yeah, I'm obviously taking Ohio State here. All right. Ethan, your, uh, your idea of a close game, unless it's 36 points, did not oh. happen. Oh, my God. Ohio State, you know, they held Notre Dame uh, to a shutout in the first half and ended up winning 46-10. to 10. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean. I gotta be honest that I, I am looking at these stats and J.K. Dobbins had a 267 yard game and two touchdowns and then their backup Master T the third had an 182 yard game and two touchdowns. Well, now, that'll do it. Yeah. Obviously, obviously all of those rushing yards did kind of eat up Justin Fields. He only had six completions for 74 yards. So, I mean, that's where that hurt them. But I think Ohio State will take that any day. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. I guess we want to move to the eight. Or eight, do we want to do eight and nine and just kind of keep doing that? I mean, or can, but we went. Oh, do you, or, or, oh, do you want to do the go from each side of each bracket. That's what I was saying, but we can also just do the, we can just also go up in numerical order as well. I don't really care. I gotcha. Uh, I also don't care. What do we want to do? I don't care. I'm just saying that I might screw stuff up with who might play each other in the next round if we start going in numerical order. Okay. Right. So then we'll Let's just do, do eight. Eight and nine. Yeah, so we got 
the Wisconsin Badgers versus the Florida Gators. Um, for this one, I I think it'll be a close game. Obviously, I believe. No, never mind. I was gonna, I'm not gonna say that. Um, I think I think Wisconsin's gonna pull it out. Um, uh, I mean, Florida's had better teams in the past. Uh, oh, I just realized we never. I don't think we mentioned the fact that injuries are on, but it's only gonna be like the big ones. And if I'm not mistaken, this app has Felipe Franks playing quarterback, and it was. Kyle Trask's who finished out the season, right? Yeah, so Kyle Trask's will be the um the quarterback for them in this game, just to note. Yeah, and the same will happen with uh Chua uh, Tagovailoa when we get to Alabama. He will not be the starting quarterback after surgery. <sighs> but, Ethan, did you just sigh? Yes. Yeah, I thought I heard that. I was like... Oh my gosh. Anyway, Wisconsin, Florida. I'm yeah. thinking this is going to be a close game. Um, I mean, like JR was saying, not the best Gators team we've seen in a while. And, I mean, I mean on the Wisconsin side of the ball, you've got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best running backs in college football as far as this season is concerned. Um, I definitely see Wisconsin trying to run the ball down the Gators' throat, but Gators have a pretty stout defense. Um, as as to the Badgers, though, so to me, I, I feel like this is going to be a little bit more of a slobber knocker than we're used to seeing out of college football. So um, I'm going to give the upper hand to Wisconsin, but I think either team could pull it out. Wait, Joe, who would you say? I said Wisconsin. Okay. I think I interrupted my own self whenever I picked, but I, I would go with Wisconsin on this one for basically the same reason that Todd picked them. Um, right. Todd, you'll be happy. You're, uh, you're Badgers. Wait, you don't like the Badgers in football? Never mind. Right? Right. Well, the Badgers did go on to win, and you know, Jonathan Taylor had a Almost, you know, as expected, 100 yard game. They got it done by 3 27 24. Okay. Alright, so I'm 3 for 3 so far. I think I am too. I think we all are. Yeah, I think we all picked them. Oh, the next game might be an interesting one. The number 7 Baylor versus the number 10 Penn State. Um, For this one, again, I think it'll be a close game. And I'm actually, uh, no, I, I think I'm gonna, uh, I don't know. It's it's. Pick a team. Penn State. <laughs> I'll go with Penn State. Yeah, I'll second you on that. I I I I'll give credit to Baylor. Credits due. They did give Oklahoma a run for their money in real life when it came to the Big Twelve championship. I'm pretty sure, but. The problem with the Big 12 is the defense is notoriously bad. Right. It's it's not Pac-12 defense. I feel like Pac-12 defense is a little bit worse. It's but I don't think I don't think Big 12 defense rivals Big 10 defense by any means, and that's what's going to get Penn State done or Penn State through to the next round. 
Yeah, I mean, you brought up, um, well, you brought up two things. You brought up Big 12 defense, and I mean, sure, that's definitely a concern. Uh, you also brought, brought up, uh, yes, we're here. Anybody? Yeah? I'm here. I'm confused. Did it just cut out or did people stop talking? I was talking, so. I heard absolutely nothing. My phone must have cut out. I thought I lost you guys. Yeah, no, we're here. Um, anyway, what I was saying, um, you brought up Oklahoma versus Baylor. Oklahoma did win 30-23 in that game. Um, yeah, I'm also going to go Penn State here simply because, yes, Baylor is good. And I do like their potential upside um, for an upset. And yes, Penn State's defense was slipping in the back half of the year, but I still looking at that, I think this is going to be another close game, but Penn State's going to win. Yeah, absolutely not. I I, I wasn't expecting Penn State held them to six points. That defense really came in, and uh. Penn State, Penn State scored nowhere near six points. They scored 55. What? Wow. <laughs> they won by nearly 50 points. Yes, they did. Journey Brown might have just had himself the best game of his career, 161 yards with four touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we all got that right technically. We just said it was going to be close, and obviously that's not close whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I was expecting a little more scoring from Baylor. I thought when you said absolutely wrong, I thought Baylor trashed them. Yeah, no, they they won by 49 points there. I mean, that's a little bit embarrassing if I'm Baylor. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's insane. Wow. Um, Okay. Actually, that that leads to a... uh, Oh, it does. Versus Ohio State. Very true. Um, okay, we have another rematch coming up with the five and twelve. We've got Georgia and Auburn. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Ethan, this is the game that I watched over at your house. It was a pretty good game, right? No, maybe that. No, that was Ole Miss. And, wait, I don't know. Georgia versus Auburn was a good game this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, I'm. Personally, gonna take Georgia. Yeah, I think I think Georgia's just got a little more experience. I mean, Bo Nix is a good quarterback, but you're looking at Jake Fromm under center. Georgia's always got a pretty good defense, and I feel like they just got the more complete team when it comes to the two of them. Yeah. And, I mean, Georgia, too, had the number one total defense in college football. And that's going up against Auburn's number 28 total offense. Um, Which, granted, that doesn't mean a whole lot. But, I mean, even look at when they played. Georgia won uh, 21-14. And, yes, there's a little concern um, with Georgia losing to an unranked South Carolina. Um, and Auburn did beat Alabama. Um, so there is some potential for 
an upset there, but yeah, I think I'm going to take Georgia. Alright. We have a nice 10-point game, but I think we are 5 for 5, all of us. George goes and beats them 37-27. Okay. Jake Fromm, heck of a game. 32 completions for 339 yards and 2 touchdowns. That'll do it. All right. Next, almost, almost as good of a game. He had 13 completions for 331 yards and two touchdowns, but, yeah. All right. Well, next, we got um, JR's least favorite team, Michigan, playing Clemson. Now, personally, I I, I personally think Clemson's going to absolutely smash them. Yeah, I'll second that. Clemson's always got a scary team, and trust me, I always know it's on Clemson's team. The brother is a Clemson, a Clemson fan, and Trevor Lawrence is a pretty great quarterback, Ethan. I know you probably hate hearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Trevor Lawrence, is, Trevor Lawrence is legit. I mean, yes, Trevor Lawrence is good, but I mean, this season we didn't see him perform to the level we were expecting out of who we thought was going to be um, a Heisman contender who ended up not really being a whole lot of that Heisman crowd at the end of the season. Um, But yeah, I don't see a way for Michigan to win this other than by an act of God. Um, (laughs) I think Clemson is going to just smash them, like Ethan said. Um... Yes, Michigan beat Iowa, but that's Iowa. I think Clemson could take on both teams at once and still beat them. So, well, you guys, you guys hit it pretty, pretty right on the dot with that. I mean, Michigan scored once in the third quarter, and that was all she wrote. It was forty-one to seven. Travis Etienne, or yeah, Travis Etienne, one hundred thirty yards, two touchdowns, and we got huge game from Trevor Lawrence putting up those highest numbers that we didn't see in real life 331 yards and two touchdowns with uh, a rushing touchdown and 35 rushing yards okay that's a good win for Clemson there and they will be playing Penn State oh no no they, sorry they will not be playing Penn State come on now sorry sorry um anyway the next game we have is the four Oklahoma taking on my 13 seed Alabama your 13 seed Alabama. Yeah, well, um, personally, since Tua will, as we noted before, Tua will not be playing this game, I think Oklahoma does win this game. Um, dude, the only fact is that Tua's not playing. I, I think you're giving Oklahoma a little more credit than what they deserve. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, two was a huge blow. I still think that uh, that looks like uh, shoot Oklahoma will get the job done. But I mean, it's still Alabama's offense with you know a decent quarterback in Mac Jones going up against the defense of Oklahoma that has definitely showed some struggles this year. I feel like. As we mentioned with Baylor, the Big 12 defense is not nearly what SEC and Big 10 defense is. Yeah, um, 
I think this might end up being a closer game. Um, yeah, again, we keep bringing up Big 12 um, defense, not a whole lot there. Um, and SEC defense, which there's a lot of it. Um, Bama is good. Um, of course, they are missing Tua. So um, not going to be as flashy of a scoring night for them. Um, and Oklahoma does have Jalen Hurts, who used to play for Alabama. And my guess would be he has a pretty intimate knowledge of how his former teammates play, possibly even on defense. So that could come to their aid. And you've got a guy like C.D. Lamb, um, who is an All-American at the wide receiver position. So I'm going to give this to Oklahoma um, by a, a slight margin. Yeah, Oklahoma. Uh, what does that make us all? Seven, seven. I think we've all had the same pick, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma beats Alabama by five, 28-23. Well, I'm, I'm, for the second time this, this podcast, I'm looking at the stats, and I really don't know what got it done for for uh, Oklahoma. I mean, Jalen Hurts only threw for 158 or 154 yards, two touchdowns, and Kennedy Brooks rushed for 129 and touchdown, while Najee Harris rushed for one more yard. And Mac Jones actually didn't have too bad of a game, throwing two twenty four and touchdown. Okay. Well, I mean, we all we all thought it was going to be close, and it was. It was a within a one score game. So, oh, sorry, I actually highlighted Alabama winning that game. I got to change that. Um, oh wow! You really had Alabama winning that game. No, I chose Oklahoma. Oh, you said you had Alabama. I no, I accidentally highlighted them after because we were talking about them. Oh, do you believe that? Eh, I don't think it matters at this point. All right. And now, moving on to the final, like, I don't know what you, what you call it, round of 16 game, we'll call it. We have another rematch of the Pac-12 championship. Oregon versus Utah. Um, For this one, I personally think... This may be my first upset. I think Utah, unlike the Pac-12 championship, I think they get it done this one. Ethan, you really got to stop stealing my picks before I say them. I might have to start going first because yeah, I, I, I actually like this Utah team. I mean, I don't want to say I like them. I don't mean they're like one of my favorite teams. I mean, I just I like this Utah team from this past year. And it's honestly probably one of the best Utah teams I've watched play college football in a good bit. And Oregon's all right. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they obviously finished, what was it, six before the bowl games. But they're a good team. And Justin Herbert's one heck of a quarterback. But I don't know. I just, I like, I like the Utah team. Probably, I don't know, maybe just riding some momentum from a good season. I mean, yeah, you you can talk about riding momentum, but if you really want to talk about riding momentum, how about that um, that crushing loss in the Pac-12 championship to none other than Oregon, like we've been saying? And when I say crushing, I'm talking about 37 to 15. You want to talk about momentum, that's going to be sticking in their heads. 
um, going into this. Oregon is going to get into the heads of the Utah players because they destroyed them beforehand um, in the championship. And just regardless, I, I'm just going to look at um, the Alamo Bowl here as if it were another game because this just further proves my point. 38 to 10, Texas, who is unranked, beats the 11 Utah. Um, yes, Utah put together a good season, but there's too many holes here. They also lost to USC by seven um, when USC was unranked. So I'm going to give this to Oregon. Ethan, I think our run has come to an end. Todd, you got a perfect 8-8. Eight eight. Hey. Or 8. It was a close one, though. Oregon, move it out. 35-28. I'm going to check the play-by-play right now and see where... Oh. This game, it went overtime. Oregon scores a touchdown. And then, four and out. You talking at... You talking an answer. Okay. I mean that's respectable. I mean I, I didn't I didn't although I picked Utah, I, I didn't think Oregon didn't have any chance. I just I was pulling for the Utes. Yeah, same. Um all right, now moving on to the elite I guess we'll call it the Elite Eight. Um Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting off we got L S U Wisconsin. Although LSU did give us a little bit of a scare with only a three-point win over Iowa, I think they get their acts together, and I think they beat Wisconsin here. Yeah, going back to what I said about LSU the first time around, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU did the simulation they did in real life. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm going to be bold here and say that, you know, this LSU team is one of the best college football teams we've seen in recent memory. I mean, Joe Burrow had... One of the best people I think I've seen in a while, especially for a guy playing in the SEC. I mean, he's he's pretty great, and I think yeah, Joe Burrow will will them to a win. Yeah, I mean, I really don't want to do this because there's not a whole lot of sound logic in it. But if you play the chain game here with LSU and Wisconsin. LSU beat Ohio State. Um, did they beat Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a second. Uh, no, no, they beat Oklahoma. That's right. They didn't play Ohio State at all. Never mind. Um, I just... LSU... Um, yeah, if you've got someone like Joe Burrow, they always have... Um, well, they usually have a good defense, but this year, not as much. They're allowing about 22 points a game. Um, but I feel like Wisconsin, their only weapon really is Jonathan Taylor. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like if LSU can lock down that, um, if they can hunker down with their D-line um, and stop Jonathan Taylor, then this is a walk in the park for them. But if they let Jonathan Taylor get through their defense, then Wisconsin wins this. Um, so I'm going to go LSU, but look out for a potential upset here by Wisconsin. Well, Jonathan Taylor 
ate up the LSU defense. Uh, unless you want to call the Penn State win over who was that? Son of Baylor. An upset. We have our first um, real upset here. LSU loses to Wisconsin 36-34 on a game-winning 25-yard field goal at the end of the fourth quarter. And Jonathan Taylor had a whopping 206 yards with two touchdowns. Okay, so what did I say? <laughs> I mean, I didn't doubt you. I just didn't think Jonathan Taylor had a 200-yard game. At him. I didn't either, but I said if he could get through that line, he's gone. Very, very true. But that still leaves me at eight and one here. So, all right. Moving on, we have Georgia and Oklahoma. This is interesting because obviously Oklahoma took the final spot in the college football playoff, and Georgia was the first team out. So maybe a little bad blood here. Um, man. I don't know. This one is very tough. I think it's going to be very, very close. I think purely based on the defense of Georgia, I think Georgia just pulls this out. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I was almost going to change my mind thinking maybe Oklahoma's offense could just simply outduel them, but Georgia's defense has got it in them. They're, they're going to they're gonna, I don't want to say cruise, but I don't know. I don't expect it being a close game. I expect Oklahoma to have a low score, Georgia to, you know, put up some decent points. Yeah, I mean, when I look at Oklahoma, what I see as kind of a glaring loss for them is um, they lost to Kansas State 48-41 during um, week eight. And what I see, Jalen Hurts had just under 400 yards and a touchdown passing, just under 100 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns. Um, but the Kansas State quarterback ran for four touchdowns. Um, that was Skyler Thompson. So, I don't know. I mean... I think in in that instance, Oklahoma just got outplayed. Um, but, I mean, now you're playing a team who has the number one total defense in Georgia. Um, yeah, I'm going to give this one to Georgia um, because I don't think Oklahoma's defense will be able to stop Georgia's offense. Um and I have a feeling Georgia's defense will pretty much just nullify Oklahoma's offense. All right. Uh, kind of hit it on the nose here, all three of us, with Georgia's defense playing a big factor and Oklahoma's lack of defense playing another big factor. Georgia wins by 41 points, 48-7, and Jalen Hurts plays probably the worst game of his career in 245 yards of passing with no touchdowns, three interceptions, 13 yards of rushing, and a fumble. Wow. A lot of turnovers there. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have the number six, Oregon, playing the number three, Clemson. 
Now, uh, we, we did say before when Clemson played Michigan that we didn't see the Clemson team we saw last year that demolished Alabama in the national championship. And that pains me to say it, by the way. Um, the fact that you were the one to bring it up, I was going to bring it up if you didn't, but, I mean, if you're going to do it to yourself, go right ahead. Well, no, they did, they did beat us pretty handily. I'll give it to them. Yeah, well, I, well we... We also thought they maybe were going to repeat that this year based on the play of Trevor Lawrence from last year, and obviously we didn't see that from Trevor Lawrence. However, I think they're going to slightly edge out Oregon. I I just think Trevor Lawrence is going to just have enough to just get right past, like a little past Oregon. So, go Clemson. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like we're just. I mean, Trevor Lawrence obviously did not have the amazing season he had the past year. I think we are kind of discrediting Trevor Lawrence a little bit. He did have a 3,600-yard passing season with 36 touchdowns. Now, the turnovers and interceptions were a little high at eight. But Trevor Lawrence is still Trevor Lawrence. I mean, those numbers are still good. So, for the same reason that we're picking against the Big 12 teams, I don't see Oregon beating Clemson at all. I feel like we're talking too much about Trevor Lawrence here when, I mean, you kind of touched on it, JR, but Pac-12 defense, you said it earlier, it's worse than Big 12 defense. So, I mean, we're talking about an Oregon team that lost to an unranked Arizona State and believe that was their only loss. Um, Oh, no, and they lost to Auburn um, first game of the season. Whereas we have a number three Clemson in the ACC, um, undefeated at 13-0. and I think Clemson's defense is just going to shut down Justin Herbert and the Ducks, and I have a feeling Trevor Lawrence despite his imperfections, should just be able to pick apart this Oregon defense. Yeah, I do, I do want to add this, just, you know, it's, it's a little bit off topic, but it still does pertain. We're talking about this Clemson defense. I feel like when you think about, I mentioned Chase Young and Jessica Kudo whenever we were talking about Ohio State's defense, I think the name that comes up when you're talking about Clemson's defense, you got to be, I mean, you got to mention Isaiah Simmons, the kid an absolute freak. I mean, he can play anywhere from the linebacker to the safety position. I mean, he's a special guy. He's a special... He's he's, he's so special. I mean, I, I could see him going ahead of Jeff Okuda, even though I just gave Jeff Okuda some praise earlier in this video. Wait, did you, say, did you say Chase Young for Ohio State? I thought I heard Jeffrey Young. Maybe I accidentally combined the two names... No, I, I I heard Chase Young. Okay, all right. I just wanted to make sure. I heard Jeffrey. I heard Jeffrey for some reason. Well, I mean, Jeff Okuda's name is Jeffrey Okuda. Oh yeah, I just thought I heard Jeffrey Young. Okay. Anyway, Jr. Who do we have winning this game? We have another one of the worst games of, you know, a top star career. However. This time it was not the quarterback, it was the running back. I think we expect a little more of that Travis EDN. 65 yards is not a normal form. And uh, the Oregon Ducks beat the Clemson Tigers by 10, 38 28.
Wow. Did not see that one coming. No, I didn't yeah. either. Oh, boy. The next one's going to be... We got Penn State and Ohio State. Now, obviously, from Pennsylvania. We're from Pennsylvania, so this... So this is a little harder of a decision for us. Um, oh, please. What do you mean for you? Wait, no, no. But that doesn't make sense at all. If you're from Pennsylvania, how is that a hard decision? Because I, I mean, like Penn State. Okay, but why does that make it a hard decision if you're from Pennsylvania? Wouldn't the obvious answer be Penn State if you are from Pennsylvania? Well, it makes it hard for, harder for me to choose against them. Oh, so you're looking to choose against Penn State. Yeah, I think Ohio State's going to win. All right. just say it, and we would have saved 10 seconds off this video. That's funny. Oh. All right, so we know Ethan's going with Ohio State here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I hate it. I, I do like watching Penn State. I'll go up to Beaver Stadium occasionally every single year and watch a game. Uh, I cheer for the Penn State Nerdy Lions. They're they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. They're just a little. They're a little young. I mean, besides KJ Hamler and Utrecht Manos, I think everyone's coming back. So maybe next year. But Ohio State, as I commented on before. They're just one of the most complete teams in college football. They got stars at just about every position. I think Ohio State, uh, you know, puts an end to Penn State's good run. Yeah, I mean, for me, really, this depends on the play of the if, if Penn State's offense can perform at maximum capacity and play some of the best ball of their lives. And if that defense plays this, the same defense that we've expected them to play, then I think Penn State has a fighting shot here. Um, but I don't know. The odds of having career days out of that offense and that defense performing like we're used to it performing, I don't know. I'm sticking with Ohio State here. Ohio State did pull off a win. I mean... It was a close one, though. It went to overtime. Penn State had a chance to score. They couldn't. They missed a 49-yard field goal. Ohio State came out in four plays, and they ended the game right there. What was the score? We got 24-17. to 17. I mean, okay. Okay, well, so game. in the final four, we only have one actual college football playoff team, which is pretty interesting, actually. And it was definitely not personally, I don't know. I expected if there to be a college football team that was left, I would think it'd probably be Clemson or LSU over Ohio State. So, I mean, All right. I don't know. Definitely a shocker for me. I think you guys can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first Final Four game we have, Wisconsin versus Georgia. Yes, Jonathan Taylor did run all over LSU, but now they're playing the number one to- the team with the number one total defense in Georgia. I think Georgia st- stumps Jonathan Taylor, and I think uh, Georgia moves on to the championship. I don't know. I just want to be different. I'm going to try and do what I did in our 
at CLA tournament. I'm going to try and ride the hype of a good player. I'm going to go Wisconsin purely on the fact that I think Jonathan Taylor has himself another good game. I mean, they did just beat, you know, a pretty solid team in LSU. Much as I would like to give this game to Wisconsin, uh, I mean, like I've said before, I'm always a sucker for the upset. Um, so, as much as I'd like to do that, I don't know. I, I feel like the defensive play of Georgia is going to lift them above Wisconsin because, yes, they beat LSU, who has a great offense, but they had the number 33 total defense allowing just south of 22 points a game. You look at Georgia, they have the number one total defense allowing just south of 13 points a game. That's a nine-point difference. So, yes, 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 Jonathan Taylor is an amazing running back, but one guy cannot determine the fate of an entire team, not when you're playing a defense that's this good. So I'm going with Georgia. I don't know about y'all, but y'all, I think, Ethan, you learned it back in basketball before you ruined my... Are you... No, just stop. Ethan, Jonathan, Ethan, I'm like... I, I don't know. Maybe it's the same thing. I, I really don't You're not know. serious. I am serious. Wisconsin beat them 34 to 17. How? How? Jonathan Taylor had 264 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know. I think maybe maybe the sim kind of likes to ride a player or something like that. You know. I, I really don't know. I mean, that makes no sense at all. Well, hold up. Let me look into something here. I want to take a look at. The rushing defense of LSU, or not LSU, I'm sorry, Georgia here. Um, Because, for example, if Georgia has great play at the defensive back position, but has a terrible line, then okay, I see where this is going. I don't know. I mean, I guess this is kind of just, I don't know. I feel like it's unexpected, but at the same time, I mean, we saw... No, this totally is unexpected, because Georgia only allowed 74 yards per game and only allowed two touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, the whole year. Okay, but you got to realize that it's a simulation thing, so along with stats and everything... The whole idea of chance does come into it, and it, it doesn't, you know, I don't, there's no real way to, like, say that this is the college football playoff, so it just assumes it's another game, and any game really has a chance to be an upset. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, App State, who is the Sun Belt in the Sun Belt, beat Michigan a few years ago. And I mean, I feel like it just kind of takes a net, you know, five percent chance that maybe that upset will happen if you get lucky in that simulation that you hit is you know what it is there's that upset you're looking for yeah i mean this one comes as a surprise to me because georgia is allowing only 75 rushing yards a game 
And you said Jonathan Taylor put up how many yards? 264. 264. Um, let me see here. Well, Jonathan Taylor rushed for just over 2,000 yards this season across, what was it, 14 games? Yes, 14 games. So he's averaging 143 rushing yards a game. You're telling me that against this possibly the stingiest rushing defense in college football, he put up, oh, what? You said 260-something, right? Yeah. He put up 120 more rushing yards against one of the stingiest defenses in college football? I don't know, man. I don't create the website. That, I don't know. That seems a little suspect. I don't know. Maybe the creator of the website, you know, the Wisconsin fan. I mean, I doubt it. They probably are trying to take as much bias out of it as they can, but Oh, no. Okay. That's not have been a good night for Georgia. I, I, probably. That's probably what that means. Um, all right, now to our last final four game, the next national champion contender, um, Oregon versus Ohio State. Personally, I think Ohio State should win this one. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. I mean – Along with the whole completeness I've been talking about with Ohio State, I think Oregon's luck of their defense not coming back to bite them ends here. And Ohio State should cruise on to a, I think, pretty simple national championship, which is, if I'm not mistaken, a rematch of the Big Ten championship. You're correct, yeah. Yeah, I think here... Yes, there is a little bit of what seems to be playoff magic for Oregon. But at the same time, I think if this Ohio State team shows up, they're going to be rudely awakened about how wholly unprepared they are to face really a juggernaut um, like Ohio State. I I feel like um, the the defense of Oregon is just going to get picked apart. And, um, I don't know, I mean, college O-lines aren't that great. And when you have a a D-line and a defense, really, like um, Ohio State has, that O-line is just going to cave. And then it's just going to be Justin Herbert all alone trying to, like, keep it away from a couple of angry 280-pound defensive linemen. So... I don't know. I, I think Ohio State is going to handily win this. But I've been wrong before. I could be wrong again. Would you call a 21-point a handily win? Yes. Yes, I would. <laughs> well, Oregon was held to six points if you'll go in the first. If you'll go in the fourth, Ohio State wins 27-6. 
Now, I, I do got to say, I'm starting to think that maybe the simulation favors the run a little bit more because I know you said that, what was it, 264 from Jonathan Taylor was a completely absurd number. J.K. Dobbins just had an almost that performance with 243 and two touchdowns, which, if I'm not mistaken, J.K. Dobbins already had a 200-yard rushing game in this, you know. Well, yeah, but that makes more sense because Oregon is a Pac-12 defense, and Pac-12 defenses are notoriously bad. Georgia had the number one defense. So that actually, the Oregon thing, J.K. Dobbins getting 240 against Oregon actually makes sense to me. No, no, okay. I, I know that I rode Jonathan Taylor to, you know, the upset take on that last one. But although I knew, I, I thought he'd have a good game, 264 is a little absurd for a running back. I don't I don't think there were many 200-yard per game. Like, there was many 200-yard games for any running backs. And if I'm not mistaken... The only one that comes to mind right now for me was Travis Etienne, and, you know, he's not one of the running backs we're talking about right now. Yeah. Oh, great. We Titus is going to be so happy with this, it's not even funny. I mean, yeah, it's okay, though. He doesn't listen to our podcast, so. Oh. Wait, who did we say? Titus. Oh. Um, okay. Well, anyway, we got the... that leaves us with our championship game, correct? Yeah. Yes, it does. Wisconsin Which versus Ohio State. Which is the Big Ten. Well... Big Ten football's good. I mean, I like watching it personally. Although, JR has been riding Jonathan Taylor this whole time, I, I still think Ohio State... Don't. What? Actually, never mind. I, st- I still think Ohio State will pull this out. I think Ohio State's your national champion, according to our simulation. Yeah, you know, I rode Jonathan Taylor to the last one simply because, I mean, George is good, obviously. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but I don't know. If we're talking about a running back matchup, Jonathan Taylor is great. I think J.K. Dobbins is just as good. I mean, like we just said, there was two 240-plus rushing yards between two of them. So I think that's kind of an equal right there, and what will get Ohio State the national championship is just the the sheer amount of talent they have in the other positions that Wisconsin doesn't have. Yeah, I well said on that. Also, I'm looking at what happened in the actual season. The first time these two teams met, Ohio State wins 38-7, to and in the Big Ten championship, Ohio State wins 34 to 21. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give this to Ohio State. But I don't know. This sim seems to be favoring Jonathan Taylor a lot. Um, and if for some reason this um, Ohio State defense doesn't show up um, and their, their defensive line play isn't great, then, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's going to run all over him. The question is, in that case, will Jonathan Taylor make up for all of the offense that Ohio State is going to put up? Well, 
I'm looking at this. Jonathan Taylor outdueled J.K. Dobbins, rushing for 201 and three touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins only 175 and two touchdowns. Ethan, before you get upset, though, Ohio State hits a game-winning field goal with time expiring. Oh. From championship, 27 to 24. Hold on, we got we got to clear something up here. Um, I'm looking at the total defense stats. Georgia's Georgia's number number three in total defense. That, I don't think that really changes much, though. I, I'm I I'm just saying. I know we like to have our stats correct, so I was just pointing that out. What what source are you using? NCAA.com. Are you using post bowl game stats? It's through games January 13th of 2020. That's I wasn't going off of NCAA. I was um going off of uh college football reference um or yeah sportsreference.com with their college football section and i believe they organized it just by points allowed uh, huh okay well Georgia's still number so, three so they're still w- one of the best defenses in the country so yes yeah they just they were number one in points allowed yeah that's essentially what it is. Okay. All right. Well, I guess Ohio State's a national championship. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not surprised Ohio State's a national champion. I mean, I definitely think there were some upsets along the way. I didn't think Wisconsin would make it to the national championship. So. I don't think anyone did. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone did. I got to say, though, I'm looking at how this national championship played out. It gives you a scoring summary. This is definitely one that I would like to watch on TV. I mean, like we, like I already said, uh, combined between the top two running backs, 376 yards and five touchdowns, and the fourth quarter, it was four. Well, at the start of the fourth quarter, it was 14-10, Wisconsin. J.K. Dobbins scores a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor scores a touchdown. Then the backup Master Teague for Ohio State scores a touchdown with 54 seconds. Wisconsin ties the game. And in that short amount of time, Ohio State's able to drive down the field and score the game winning field goal. I don't know about you guys. That's kind of what I like to see when it comes to, you know. That's a national championship game right there. I mean, that's even Super Bowl quality. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a. Oh, um, I do just want to point out one. There's, we did have a little news tidbit, um, that happened last night. Um, if you didn't know, Brandon Cooks of the LA Rams was traded to the uh, Houston Texans for a 2020 second round pick, and a 2022 fourth round pick is going to Houston as well with Brandon Cooks. Just wanted to throw that out there before we ended. I guess that uh, I'll replace at least somewhat D Hop. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, Brandon Cooks has always been more of a. Yes, he plays. More or less as a wide out, but if I'm not mistaken, he's a smaller guy who I could see more in a slot role. But yeah, he is only five ten, so he's he's a he's definitely a slot receiver. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out because we are a news podcast. However, due to um, unforeseen circumstances, there hasn't really been much news around the sports world. So any any little news we get, we try to just get it out to you guys. Yeah. Obviously, we there there is still some news with you know NBA draft declaring and transfer portal and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they are a little bit smaller though than 
I mean, the, the draft, the draft declaring is a little bit big, but if you guys do want to uh, see the smaller stuff like that, follow the Twitter page at FFM underscore sports underscore net. You know, we'll provide you with tens and hundreds of tweets on stuff. I mean, we got we got you covered. Oh well, we will have a news show in a couple weeks whenever the NFL draft happens. We'll kind of do a podcast just recapping that yeah for sure so yeah um a few more things um just looking at news here um for those of you that don't know um the nfl draft is going to be held virtually and um only with what appears to be the the top 58 prospects or at least 58 of the top prospects there um, so people like Joe Burrow to uh, um, those guys. Um, and also, there has been a little bit of chatter about the Lions potentially shopping around their number three overall pick. Um, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah, it should be, the draft should be interesting. I mean, there's probably going to be, as usual, some shocks to us. Um, maybe the number one pick won't be a shock, but we'll see. Actually, actually I do have... I know we're trying to wrap this up here, but I, I have heard a rumor that I can't remember what former professional player said this, but there, there's a rumor that some one a former quarterback contacted Joe Burrow and told Joe Burrow to pull an Eli Manning and tell the Bengals that he will not play for them so that they either don't draft him or they trade him after drafting him. Hmm. Oh, that could be that could be an interesting storyline there. Yeah, well, and I mean that is one of the things about uh, the NFL. Well, any draft really is that the worst teams always get the best players, or at least assuming that there aren't busts. So I don't know. It's a little weird when you have things like that. Um, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, that was. He's just a bust. <laughs> like. It, it, it's weird when you look at it from the player perspective because I mean they're not going to want want to go play for some zero and sixteen team or whatever. I mean they want to win. They want to win championships. I mean that's the point of the game. You play to win. So um, and I mean you do play for fun too. But when you're at a stage that large, winning tends to be a priority. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will see and. What is it, two weeks or something? Yeah, well, I've got some ideas on how we can do that that I'll talk to you guys after, what we could do, maybe. Yeah, there should be, there should be at least a video. If not, maybe we could cover a mock draft. So there will be videos about the NFL draft in the future. Yeah. Yep. But until then, um, we will keep putting out stuff on twitter social media um we might be going down to once a week posting maybe we're not sure how we're going to manage that it just depends on the news and also depends on how school yeah yeah so we'll see how that goes as well but yep um but until next time i'm todd file i'm ethan fager and i'm jared and we are signing off until our next video see you guys